Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon, whatever part of the world you are tuned in from. This is Funny Like a Clown Podcast. I'm your host, Dennis Worth. March 2nd, 2021. Getting out of that year 2000 we'd all like to forget. This is episode 100. As always, Funny Like a Clown Podcast brought to you today by G Vegas Buffalo Sauce. For the spicy, sweet, savory taste of game time, there's only one G Vegas available at www.gvegas.webs.com. That's right, one zero zero. I promised you guys something special, and I brought out a man who does a tribute to, in my opinion, the greatest comedian of all time, Sam Kennison. We have the one, the only, the legendary Screaming Sam. Welcome to the show. Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Oh, oh, oh! oh. We had to get the scream out of the way, right? You're talking about Sam. We got to get that out of the way. Yeah, we'll get that out of the way there, you know. All right. So um, now I've been a fan of yours since you got started way back in the day. I was like dying to get a T-shirt of yours, and I finally got one on eBay. But uh, for the listeners here who don't know, I mean, how did you get started out being Screaming Sam? Well, you know, it's funny. I was um, always had a beard, long hair, and uh, it did me one time in 1998, and I shaved because I was going to Florida. It was going to be hot out, and uh, had the long hair. And I put a spray. I bought a Mickey Mouse spray, which started it all. <laughs> and I put the spray on, and people start screaming at me. And hey, do you do a tribute to that Sam Kennison? I'm like, uh, no. And I uh, went into the bathroom, and me, and my, me, and my buddy were looking at the looking in the mirror. I'm going, fuck, I do look like him. <laughs> <laughs> Now, now, you were there for like a week, right, at Disney, where people were mistaking you for him, right? It was crazy, dude. People were starting, like, this one guy, hey, you've been on the Howard Stern before. I said, no, I haven't never been on the Howard Stern, so, you know. Now, but, you ever uh, mess with anybody and say, like, yeah, I'm him. Give me 20 bucks. I'll give you an autograph or something. Like, you ever screw anybody? Or? Well, the funny story was when Bill Kennison and I went to Sturgis, everyone kept, everyone kept coming up to me telling me they were a big fan of mine, and I'm like, I'm like, damn, you know, I'm trying to explain to them what I yeah. do. And Bill Kinsey goes, dude, so many people are coming up to us. Just be him. Just go with it, right? Go at that yeah. point. Go with it. He said, just go with it. He goes, how fucked up are they? They don't know the guy's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Bill's a hot character, that's for sure, yeah. but Now, you actually, you guys started out in Pittsburgh, right? I'm originally from Pittsburgh. I lived in Tampa for 20 years. Now I'm in Ohio. What a dumbass I am, huh? All right. Now, was there ever a time you were in Chicago? Because I drink a lot, so maybe I'm, I'm, I'm delusional. But, I mean, was there a time you were doing it in Chicago or no? Yes. I was in Chicago for a show, a three-nighter. Okay. That's, I invited Sam Kennison's cousin, Sue, Susan Lockhart. Yeah. And Lockhart, and she came to the show. And she, she had tears in her eyes when she seen me go on stage. I mean, it was... I, I got to meet her. She got me connected with Bill Kinnison, who is now like like one of my best friends. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's a great guy. I love Bill, man, you know? Oh, yeah, and, definitely, uh, yeah. Meeting her just opened up the doors for everything because she sat at my show all night, and I did my best, you know, that I could do. 
because people don't understand when you do an impersonation, it's not like being a comedian. It's not like being an actor. You know, you got to be that person to go on stage. Right. You got to channel him through you, right? You go. Yeah. There's times I come off the stage and my buddies are like, "What the fuck was that?" And I was like, uh, "What are you talking about?" They're like, "Dude, that was like, it wasn't even you. It was like Sam." And I'm like, "You know, it's just that that really goes through you." Right. Now, yeah. luckily, you stuck with it, but I mean, now you said the first time you did it at Open Wake, it went well, but the second time it didn't go so well, kind of discouraged you? What happened there? Well, the first time I brought people with me, like 30 people, so they kept me pumped. Right. The second time I did, I went down there by myself, and I just bombed on stage. <laughs> I walked off, walked up the steps, went down the aisle, walked down the other side of the steps, and when I never, I said I was done, I'll never do it again. So what, my, you know, still friends of mine were telling me, dude, that was actually good. You know what I mean? So you just, I didn't have that support, I guess, the second time. Right, right. Well, you got to get over that hump, too. Well, luckily you stuck with it because it turned out great for you. And really, it turned into a big thing for many years. But I, I know before you did it, you were endorsed by the Kennison family. And you mentioned, I know now you're, you're one of Bill's closest friends. He's told me that, too. But, I mean... Yeah, I mean, yeah. to get his endorsement, you had to approach him and say, hey, do you mind me imitating your dead brother? I mean, what, what was that conversation like for you? Well, I've always wanted to meet Bill Kinnison. Like I said, I gave uh, Susan a tape of mine to give this bill or send a bill. Oh, okay. But one day, one day he called me, and um, we talked for like, I bet, an hour or over an hour. And he says, you know, I'm not really big into impersonators and stuff like that. And he goes, but you seem like a nice guy. He goes, you know, you don't look like, you don't seem like a pain in the ass. You seem like you got your head straight because I have businesses. And, you know, we end right. up, uh, I end up going to California to meet him. And been there a couple times, stayed at his house. I mean, what a, what a fucking guy. What a yeah, guy. I, I slept over his house, too. And I thought, I, I think I came off like an idiot. I was so, like, thrilled to meet the guy. I think I act like an idiot. But, I mean, he was nice. <laughs> he let me sleep over and, you know, but... But, you know, I seen an interview with him, and he said, you know, had you, like, you know, and he called you up and you started talking like Sam, that would have pissed him off if you had done that. But he said you talked to him, you know, just as yourself to get his approval. Right. So, no, uh... I, I, don't, I don't show that off as, except when we went to, even when we went to Sturgis together, I wasn't looking, I, I wasn't out to be Sam. Right. I mean, we were sitting in the lobby, and his band was playing, playing. they noticed Bill. And they noticed me looking like Sam, and they brought me on stage to sing Wild Thing, and Bill loved it. I mean, he's, and then they invited me to do the big stage the next night. So wow. we went on to the big stage, and I gave Bill my camera. I said, dude, would you film this? And he says, yeah, sure. Well, the camera's facing the ground all through the whole thing. I mean, he was just, like, <laughs> jumping around and yeah. having a good time, and he didn't get to he didn't get one thing on film. <laughs> well, I'm sure he was having memories of his brother there watching you do it. I'm sure it was a good time for him as well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we had a, well, that was the best time I think I ever had. I mean, like, biking and going to Sturgis and just, it was a great time. Me and him, we laughed and we had nothing but fun and, you know, I mean, if, if him and I was on your show together, we'd probably take over your show because we did that before. We took over a show one time. <laughs> There's so much to talk about, right? Yeah, but, uh. No, but I mean, we, I, I slept over his house. I, we stopped over the Grove, the theater they run. It was the last place Sam had performed at. They ran that theater for years. I mean, it was just like, you know, right. they pulled out all Sam Kennison's old coats. And me, me and my buddy Nate, they had another, they had another collection of stuff in Alaska. We were, like, touching. It was like going to Graceland and getting to touch Sam's stuff. It was, like, really something, you know. But uh, Yeah, I like Nate. Nate's a good guy. Yeah, he's, he's one of my closest friends now. We, we actually started out hating each other on eBay because we were outbidding each other. Then we started talking, became closest friends. like Kind of like you and Bill. That's how me and Nate are now, you know? 
Absolutely, another guy. Um, yeah. So now I know when you when you went out to meet Bill. Um, I mean, I, I took a ride out there. I was in Vegas. I went out by myself. I went out to the uh, the desert there on the road that uh, Sam got in the car crash on. And you kind of had a picture where you and Bill went out there together, and the picture kind of went a little bit viral for people in the Kinnison world. But what was that like? Did you have to talk Bill into going out there? Because I'm sure he must have been well, nervous. We, I think he had a, we were we were in California, and he had to go to Vegas for something. So we went and. Gamble, drinking. I, I usually don't drink, but we were drinking one night, and oh my god, we got so fucked up. And uh, the next day, we met that uh, the guy who does the film is Update Plastic or whatever's, you know, the guy who does all the uh, the photos and stuff of Sam. Yeah, 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 yeah. His name is uh, David. Plasty or something, yeah. Yeah. Then on the way home, he he went by where Sam. We pulled off the road and everything, and we took some pictures and stuff, and. You know, leaving, you, I was sitting in the back where I could see Bill's eyes, and he was, like, telling me a story about how it happened, you know, the ambulances. He says, I can see it now, and got kind of teary-eyed, and Little we all did. Though. It was emotional, you know, but, uh, yeah, it was it was a tough one. It was tough going to see that. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a story, you know, if you, if you believe in the other side of you, don't, man. I mean, they say Sam was talking to God out there, though, I mean... You don't believe yeah. in the other side. That's something that'll get you believing right there, real quick, isn't it? Yep, I kept running across the street. Bill's went, dude, don't be like, uh, don't be running across the street. You know, he might get fucking hit by a car and be like, what the fuck? He died out here already. You mentioned yeah. that. I was on that road. They were driving like fucking maniacs. Everybody out there. I was. I can see why he got hit. They drive like fucking nuts on that road. It's like. Plus, if you notice, the road had a set you could pull off. When Sam was on that road, you couldn't pull off like that. Yeah, like a little dirt spot so you can pull off. But I was looking for the spot. I guess I was going too slow. This big truck came up behind me. He's like, blowing his horn. Like, get the fuck out of the way. I'm like, what am I doing? I'm like, what? No patience at all. But it is just a tiny, windy road. I can see how he got hit. It's so close to to each other. But, um, so. Yeah, this story breaks your heart, though, man. Oh, absolutely it would. Yeah, so, uh. You got into impersonating him. Then I know in the early days you did an internet TV show and you started a radio show. You've done a podcast. And this was in the early days when people were just starting this stuff out. Yours kind of took off. How did all that get started for you? Well, Fox, when the Fox News heard about the podcast of Screaming Sam, which I don't know how they found out about it, but they actually come to me and ask me to do uh, Matter of fact, there's a big thing in the newspaper I got it saved um, about my podcast. And. When we told them we were doing internet TV, at the time, nobody was doing that internet TV. And you could go look. Um, I think it's on my website. You go to com and the Fox News interview. Or go on my uh, Screaming Sam um, Facebook. Yeah. There's a Fox interview that I they did. It was like a three, four, five-minute segment, which was it put me on top. It I've seen like, that. I almost thought I was watching Sam. It was it was amazing. Just the the impersonation you do of him is like spot on. But so so they found you. They came looking for you then. Yeah. Yeah, they came looking for me. I mean, they they heard about the podcast. I guess then podcast was getting just getting big. Dude, we did it. In a, we did we did our podcast in a U-Haul trailer. You know what I'm saying? A guy used to have to wait on customers in between my my podcast with another guy, and then these other guys caught on to me, and they start we start getting a. A big deal going together. We did an internet TV show with porn stars, strippers. I have, I interviewed Stormy Daniels. I interviewed girls you wouldn't believe. I mean, it's just, 
you know, well, yeah, I remember you did a tribute show. You had Pauly Shore calling. I remember you called me and you contacted me because you, you met you on eBay. You know I collected his stuff. But, yeah, you had Pauly Shore calling at one time, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. You, I you, freaked him I think. I mean, he's sort of like, dude, you know. I, I think I freaked him. He brought me on stage down in Tampa. Right. So how, ma how many episodes did you end up doing? Oh, my God. I don't know. As far as podcasting goes, I bet over 100 and then couple hundred TV shows. I, I, I don't even know. It's like, it's way up there. We were doing them like every one, Monday was a radio show and Wednesday was a TV show. It's all a blur at this time. But I mean, yeah, you had a lot of people tuning in at one point. It, it had gotten pretty big. Yeah, I mean, thousands of people. But the thing was, I listen to the stuff now. You can look, you can search Screaming Sam and you can see the podcast. Mm -hmm. And I can't remember doing any of it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, wow. It becomes a big blur, right? <laughs> <laughs> now they're still available though. If people want to tune in, they can go to what www.screamingsam.com. It, yeah, it's, it hasn't been updated, but it's all there. We have all pictures. We have uh, some videos, and I did some commercials, infomercials. Right, I've done so. a lot of stuff. I mean, yeah, I, I, I was blessed. I got to meet Sam's friends. I got to meet his family. You know, I mean, I've been rejected because they don't want no Sam Kennison stuff in their bars, and I did biker bars. I did. Anything you think of, I used to go out and try to put it out there as much as I could. Keeping his memory alive. Yeah, good stuff. You yeah, have a friend of mine, Wild Man Vince. He was on my show. He's like my sidekick. Yeah. Me and him used to go and we used to do these bars. And uh, it was so crazy. I mean, the people loved us, invited us back. We did a strip club. We were invited back to the strip club. We made more money than the fucking broads did. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because you were doing yeah. like like fetish cons and stuff like that, and like the big like yeah, I used to interview girls at fetish con and the triple X comic cons. Yeah. There's big money there, yeah. Especially you know what you guys yeah. are doing, yeah. Yeah, we've done Miami for the uh, porn star convention stuff. I do a lot of porn stars down there, and yeah, Nate just went to that out in Vegas last year, and I'm like, oh, I'll go with him next time. And then the pandemic hit. I'm like, shit, I should have met him out in there and went. He can't be everywhere, but I would have liked to have went. Right, right. You got to meet yeah, Ginger yeah. Lynn, my all-time hero. I was like, ah, you bastard. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people want me to get back into it, and uh, I haven't done it for a while. I know. Uh, well, what made you stop? How come you got out? I mean, you did it for 20 years. All good things must come to an end. You can't do it forever. But what, what made you stop doing it? Uh, I get old, and uh, it seems like ever since my dad passed away six years ago, sort of like I gained weight back. I didn't do this. I didn't care about doing that. And, you know, just uh, yeah. I did a few shows in between. You know what I mean? I yeah. still haven't. I, yeah, I'm ready to go out there. I could go out there right now and just do it, man. Oh yeah, once, once you've, you've done it, it's like riding a bike. You never forget, right? Well, once you put that outfit on, you're. I mean, I'm like a different person. I'm him. I'm ready to go. Yeah. I I I've been in green rooms and I'm crying and I'm like telling my manager, I'm fucking done after this. I'm scared. I don't want to go on stage. And now, then when I get on stage, they have to beat me up to get me off stage. It's such a rush when you're on there, right? Yeah. Right. I mean, Carl Vogt one time, he was laughing. He goes, I've, I've, heard, he said, I've never seen Sam this fucking nervous. We were in a green room, and I actually opened up for <laughs> Yeah, I opened for Carl up in Alaska. Nate booked him up there at one of the places. I flew up there, and I hung out with Nate, and they got me open to Carl. It was like a dream come true just, just having that happen for you. But uh, Oh, yeah. That's great. You mentioned Carl. What was Carl's impression of what you do? Or, I mean, what did he think well, of you? He pulled me on stage, and he hugged me, and sorry, buddy, this looks like Sam Kinison, you know what I mean? Right. My friend. And um, I did, I went to a bunch of shows and everything, and we had a little bit of fallout, and sorry it happened, but uh, things happened, you know, and right. he, he stayed at my house, he, you know, I let him use my cars, whatever. He, you know, we had good times. 
That's good stuff. Now, I know you had Pauly, Pauly Shore call in, too, but you met him, too, right? I've seen a picture with you guys yeah. together. Yes, I met Pauly, yes. So what was that like for you, meeting Pauly? It was okay. It was cool. I mean, he put me on stage, and I was in, uh, you know, because I live in Florida. I had shorts on this and that, and tanks tore up, and he goes, from the neck down, you look like you, you live in Florida. From the neck up, you look just like Sam. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right, so. <laughs> well... Well, Sam used to babysit Polly, so I guess that's a compliment for you right there, yeah. So he dug what yeah. you were doing if he had you on stage. I met Ralphie May. I met, I mean, Ralphie May, He's a he was a sweetheart, man. I love Ralphie May. Yeah, Sam actually gave uh, Ralphie his break. Not a lot of people know that, but yeah. Yeah, he, he, told, he told me all about it, Ralphie. Yeah, he, he's a, uh, God rest his soul now, but I mean, yeah, he was, he was a cool cat. He had good stories about Sam. Yeah. Now, have I mean, you ever have you ever spoke with or had the chance to meet either Malika or Sabrina? Or? Uh, just on Facebook, I've you know we just said a few things, but not much. No. Friend of them, yeah. I mean, yeah, I've yeah. never met them in person. Right. I think Malika's kind of leaving the quiet life there. She don't want nothing to do with the limelight anymore. But she lives. I guess a lot. Like we're all getting old. I guess. I guess everybody's slowing down yeah. at this point, right? Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah. What are you gonna do? Well, I mentioned that we met on eBay because I guess you had somebody, you know, looking for Sam Kennison fans and they saw me and Nate bidding on anything. And uh, you actually own something I would die just to have a have a look at. And someday i got to get down there and visit you and get a picture with it. But you have the actual guitar Sam played in the Wild Thing video. And what, what do you do? You, you got that displayed or is it in a closet? or? Well, it's, it's on my wall. And then a buddy of mine had a picture made of Sam Kennison painted. It's beautiful, and I got that right next to the guitar up on the wall. It looks, it's on my website. I think no, they ain't on the website, but um, on Facebook I have a picture of it. But I'll put it on. Uh, I'll put a picture of it on your um, your your thing, your um, podcast thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Throw it up there. I'm sure the fans would love to see that. But now you got that from Bill himself, right? Yes. So uh, yeah, I know yeah. Nate's bought a few things too. I've collected things over the years off of eBay. We all got between the three of us, we got the ultimate collection. I guess it's. Yes, I got collections. I got stuff that's older, like cassette tapes, and um, you know, back in the day, that's what they had. And you know, the, the T-shirt. If you bought a T-shirt of mine, somebody must have sold that on eBay because I never sold a T-shirt on eBay. Yeah, I got a Screaming Sam T-shirt off of eBay. Somebody must have bought it from you or something, and then put it up for sale on there. Yeah. But I, I definitely got one in my collection. So. Uh... <laughs> We're actually planning. We were thinking about taking a trip down this year, me and Nate, and like hooking up at you and. The, actually, the guy who runs Sam Kennison's website, he lives down in Florida, too. We're going to see if we get all four of us together in this damn pandemic. Yeah, Rob. Yeah, Rob's yeah, Rob. yeah. Yeah, and I know Rob. He, Rob's a good guy. Yeah, he seems like a good guy. We're trying to get the four of us together, oh, the four yeah. biggest Sam Kennison fans in one place. That'll be something. I'm ready, man, because, I mean, last time you did a gig, I was hard for me to get away. I was moving. I was doing all kind of crazy stuff, and I couldn't get with you guys. And yeah, it's I tough to be Florida. everywhere at once, I know. If you do Florida... I'll be there because I go to Florida a lot. I mean, I love Florida. All right. And if we could go to Florida, I'll definitely be there. All right. Yep. Well, me and Nate, can definitely we'll make stuff happen. So we're going to make that happen one of these days. But, um, I'm trying to bring my camera with me, you know, my video camera. And I don't know if you got one, a uh, professional one or not, but I got an older one, but it's good. Yeah, I was thinking for us, maybe do a podcast or something together. Yeah, we're down there. We'll all get together and do a That's live one together. Crazy. That'd be cool. So, um... Now, you mentioned you did some stuff with, uh, in the porn industry. You know, you were with the fetish cons and stuff. I know Sam himself, he used to date Seika, the old porn star, and he was good friends with Ginger Lynn and stuff. But you got any crazy stories? Any women like, you know, hey, I can't sleep with Sam unless I'm in a necrophilia, but you'll do? I mean, any crazy stories? Of... 
Any women saying, uh, you know, coming on to you or anything? Or? Uh, well, I'll tell you what. You know, being a Sam died in 1992, a lot of people don't remember or don't think of that. And when they see me, they think that I'm Roy Sam. I mean, it's really crazy. Yeah, right, right. And I, I mean, I, I've had a couple of girls go, yeah, I've got, yeah Sam Kinson fucked me uh, once or twice. I mean, you know, <laughs> maybe uh, we get together one time. I'm, I'm a married guy. You know, I'm not Sam. I mean, it's like going to parties. Like Sam said, everybody wants to think you could do coke and you could do this and do that. Right, live his lifestyle, right, yeah. yeah I, I mean, I have fun doing what I'm doing, but... You impersonate the guy, but you're not him, right? And I don't think, not many could leave Sam's lifestyle. He was original, yeah, that's for sure. I mean, I, I, there was times I did gigs where my man, I, I had a couple different managers, but my manager would be like, oh man, don't do this joke first, don't do that joke first. And I get on stage, I'm thinking, what was Sam doing? I fucking did him first, like they told me not to. Right. And people actually loved it, you know what I mean? That must yeah, be something, man. There's older crowds, you know what I mean? Because me and Nate were hanging out with Ron Jeremy in Vegas one weekend, and everybody, like you said, wanted a picture with him, which I'm sure they do with you. And I noticed the girls, like, he grabbed him around the waist, and, like, the girls didn't want to ask him, but, like, they're pushing his hand down to be on her ass because they wanted his hand <laughs> on her ass when they took the picture. But they didn't want to ask, so I seen they're, like, pushing it down. I, I was cracking up and shit like that. I'm like, I wonder if that happens to Screaming Sam shit like that. Where the... <laughs> Ron Jeremy, he's funny, man. Yeah, he's a character, Ron. Ron Jeremy was there. It was a porn star thing. Yeah. And there's a buffet, so my, you know, we were invited to do the buffet and everything, you know, because we did filming and interviewing. So we're all eating at the buffet, and Ron Jeremy comes in. He grabs a spoon from one thing, and he eats it, the spoon, and then he dips it into another thing. I mean, we're all looking at each other like, man, are we glad we ate first? Yeah, we don't grab that spoon now after he's done, right? <laughs> we were cracking up. I mean, he's a funny guy. He's a character in his own me. right. He is, yeah. Long yeah, live the legend. But uh, now, you like you said, time, what's that? Huh? Oh, go ahead. There was times he didn't want my guys to interview him, and then he'd tell them who they're with, screaming Sam. He's like, oh, okay, yeah, no problem. Because Phil Kinnison introduced me to him. I was hanging out with him for a day. Right, right. That was fun. That's how, yeah, Bill actually, he got Nate in touch with uh, Ron. That's how we got him out there. We were all partying together, yeah. Yeah. So you're down in Florida now, and you said you're originally from Pittsburgh, but didn't you open up, I think, a place called The Dungeon, your own comedy club out in Pittsburgh? Yes, it was uh, it's underneath the bar that we own. It's called, my bar was Hot Rock Cafe, but um, my wife's bar, but underneath it had, uh, I built a stage. We built a bar down there. We had a license down there, and we did. I did some comedy down there, bring comedy friends, and it was called the Scrim Sam Comedy Dungeon. And how, how long did that last for you? Well, you know, it lasted a while, but the comedians are tough, man. Yep. They're tough. I mean, I, I, I be honest with you, I didn't get along with them and stuff like that. So, but I have them, they'll contact me and saying, look, do you think we could try it again? I really don't want them down there. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a very dirty business comedy, yeah. It's a drama deal with them guys, Yeah, yeah the drama's the perfect word, absolutely. But, um... Yep. So you got a lot of guest spots, like you said, and people pulled you up. I mean, were the fans always accepting of you, or did you ever get any trouble from fans? Or um, not really. I mean, I had a couple people be like, "You're not really him." But no shit, I'm a fucking tribute artist, <laughs> asshole. You know what I mean? It's like, fucking genius, you know, right? <laughs> Figured that one right out. Remember Sam did the joke where someone yells, "Speak up!" and he says, "That's what your mother said." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I always built that into my act. You know, with I'm doing him and. I got off stage one time, and this guy followed me in the bathroom and wanted to beat the fuck out of me. He goes, 
I can't believe you're talking about my mother like that. I'm like, you know, dude, settle the fuck down. Why are you on a fucking comedy show, right? <laughs> Maybe I'm wearing big rings with fucking spikes in them. I was going to punch that fucker. Then my side, my side man, wild man Vince, yeah. who's a fucking nut, he comes in and ready to beat the shit out of the guy. And I'm like, oh, man, I can't believe this is happening over a fucking over joke. Over a fucking joke, right? That in Tampa. Well, that, that's the world we live in now. I mean, like everybody's offended by everything. Did you did you just see that yeah. they're fucking Mister Potato Head? They want to call him Gender Neutral Potato Head now. Like, oh my god. Yeah, I mean, back in the eighties, we could all take a joke. You know, it's like we made fun of the gays. It wasn't bashing the gays. We made fun of everything. Nobody was taking nothing serious. You know, didn't mean you hated the gays if you told a fucking joke about them. You know. My neighbor's my neighbor's name is Tom White. I said, you know, he's telling me his friend says he's gonna have to go with Les White. I mean, <laughs> yeah, there you, you know, go, right? Coca-Cola. Well, even Eddie Murphy said he was, you know, he's talking about making a comeback. He's like, well, if I do, I won't do the irresponsible stuff I did back in the day. And it's like, it wasn't irresponsible. It was a fucking joke, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, I mean, you can't joke about nothing anymore, but I don't care. I like, I mean, I, if they come after me, that would give me more publicity. And, yeah, you know, I mean, I that's on them if they don't like what you do, right? I, I'd do it more if they didn't like it because, you know. You watch a couple of my shows. One of my biggest non-fans, the person I couldn't stand, was Al Sharpton. And I used to cut him down on my show. And I'd tell people, email Maybe he'll come after me. It'll make my show bigger than what it is. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. And any publicity, bad publicity is still publicity. It's still good for you, right? Nobody did it. I was, I was kind of mad. Well, Sam used but, to have protesters following him around the country, like picking in every friggin' arena. And he said, you know... I got 2,000 people screaming for me to go on stage, and I got 10 guys outside saying, don't go on, you know? Who do you think I'm going to fucking listen to? I mean... <laughs> you make everybody happy. You know what I did one time? This is really funny. Around 9 o'clock, we went to a VFW, and there was a band playing. They were playing oldies, and it was crowded. So here at a band, I started talking to the band. I said, you guys do wild things. He says, come on up and play with us. I, I got one of their guitars, and we start singing wild things, and I'm screaming. By the time I was done with the song, the fucking place was empty the fuck out. Oh, not a person in there, right? Yeah. And the guy goes, can you come here every day around this time? <laughs> clean them right out for me, right? It'll be yeah, good for you. I'm like, oh, I, I was cracking up, man. I love that. Yeah, those are the nights you remember. I mean, do you ever feel when you're doing it, I mean, do you feel like Sam's, like, talking to you, you're channeling him somehow through you? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy, dude. Half times, I, I have to say 90% of the times I come off stage, I don't remember what I did up there. I don't even know if I fucked up. I don't know if I forgot something. It's crazy. I mean, it's just so much fun. It's like, like I said, I'm scared to death. Like, even doing this interview, I'd rather do a TV interview than a video interview because a lot of people don't hear the same voice. But when you get on stage, everything changes. Oh, sure. Because you get that whole deal. Like, you, you want to hear Sam Kenton, then you listen to Craig Gass. He's the best. Oh, spot on, yeah. spot on, yeah. But a lot of people when I come off stage, they're like, you sound like them, you look like them. I mean, you're unbelievable. And, you know, I'm not trying to praise myself, but. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, I, I, sometimes I, I, I used to grow beards so people wouldn't reckon. You know, ask my wife, anywhere we go. If you want to take a break from it, grow a beard? Because, <laughs> I mean, sometimes it must get to be a pain in the ass for you, right? Like, it's fun for a while, and after a while, like, yeah, I'm trying to eat my lunch here, man. Do you mind? <laughs> or something, you know? Well, I thought by now, I thought by now I'm a lot older. You know, I got, I got like a beard, sort of a beard, and I go teeth, whatever. And people still tell me, you know, just like that comedian, Sam Kenison. I'm like, fuck, I'm old. Leave me your fucking alone. <laughs> right, right. Hey, I 
you said Bill liked you. What about his wife, Sherry? I mean, she's a sweetheart in general. She likes everybody. But, I mean, has she ever seen you live? Or? I, oh, I've met Sherry. I love Sherry. I love, I love uh, Ginger. I mean, they're family, man. Yeah, have they seen you? I know Bill's seen you perform, but, I mean, have they seen you perform? Or? No, 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 no. They've never seen me perform. Oh, okay. So they just know I'm of you, but they haven't seen you? I'm going to visit them pretty soon, so they'll see me perform at the dinner table. Right. Now, you're doing yeah. something out in Vegas for a while. What were you doing out in Vegas? I went to a lookalike convention. Oh, okay. And we were at the, I forget what club it's at now, but anyway, they wanted us to do a show on the main floor. And the people who owned the, who ran it were like Christians, really Christian people. And they seen me and they're telling me, please don't do no Jesus jokes. Please don't do this. You know what I mean? Right. So here, it like three fucking mics from screaming. And I'm like, uh, Cordless mics, and they had to give me a cord mic, and I went off, and I did the Jesus jokes, and everything. I mean, uh, they were filming a wedding there from um, Travel Channel. Yeah. They interviewed me uh, somewhere out there. There's an interview with Travel Channel about the weddings and stuff like that, and um, I tried to make that a little funny. And you know, yeah, have you seen Sam Kennison's act? I mean, you don't want me to do no Jesus jokes? Have you? Why you? Why do you got me here? You know. Sam Kennison. Well, never. Fuck. I mean. <laughs> That's what the guy did. If you don't want me doing them, then why you got me here, you know? <laughs> what right. the fuck? That's like back, you want to hear funny stories? Back in 91, I had a Halloween party, and I went as a Jill Bird, whatever, but um, this is a 91. I used to wear overcoats and, and braids back in the day, before before I knew even Sam Kinison was. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's very weird. I mean, so we were at this thing, and someone came with it as a girl, and I put the wig on, and I put my thing on top of the Jill Bird hat, very young. You look like Sam Kinn. This is a 91 before Sam Bad passed away. And I went upstairs to grab my overcoat and put a braid on. And it's, I have it on film somewhere, but it's fucking great. I start going off on everybody. And they were laughing. And I never followed up with that really? after 91. Yeah. Cool. Now, even, when Sam, even when Sam passed away, I mean, it was like a sad day. And yeah. Never even brought that up, you know what I mean? So now you, you, I mean, you were getting mistaken for the guy, and you're like, who, what? I mean, now you've never actually seen Sam perform live, right? You actually had to go back and watch his old old footage, right? I had to watch, I watched videos. I used to take his, um, I recorded to the bathroom, and I went to the bathroom. I, it was like every fucking day, every minute of the day, playing in a car, you know what I mean? Now, were you practicing in the mirror and shit, like trying to get down, you know, like, you know, like how he's acting, or? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I, I, Always in the mirror, you know what I mean? I had yeah. I bought went out bought a PA system and I'd set it up in my house and so I get the screen down and know how far to pull the microphone. You know oh, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. timing's so, everything I, in comedy, so you had to get his timing down, I mean his character. What what's the hardest part about imitating him? The hardest part uh, the, you know what? doing more than one day. I mean, after one day or two days I was fucking done, my voice I couldn't talk. Right. You know what I'm <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was probably the hardest part. Right now, the hardest part would be doing the fucking Hogmanekas Goliak joke on you lay on the yeah, ground. Right, yeah, I yeah, couldn't yeah. get off the ground now. <laughs> Sam said that in my old age, I'm gonna have to get a fucking bullhorn and talk through that. It's fake, it's like he couldn't scream anything. I didn't know I was gonna have to scream every fucking night when I do my jokes, you know. That's one of my favorite jokes. That's one of my favorite bits, dude. I love doing that one. Yeah, that was his. Well, that was the one that people started to come see it because people were like imitating it. And it's like I gotta go see this myself, you know? Like, what is it? But, uh, 
Now, I wanted okay. to do something special for the 100th episode and have you on. For the 50th episode, I actually had on uh, Bill Kirchenbauer from uh, Just the Ten of Us. He was the father that played on there. Yeah. Now, he actually said he was the guy who started, like, with the idea of having impersonators for comedians. And well, was that somebody you worked with or no? Uh, I can't remember the name. I don't remember his name. I might have because I've worked with a lot of those people. Okay, but I mean, he was saying he came up with the original idea of having, because uh, there's a guy going around, have you ever seen him, he's, uh, they call him Robin, he does a tribute to Robin Williams? Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, he said he was responsible for putting him together, and he said he had a guy who did Sam Kennison, and he's like, I can't remember his name, and I should have said, is it you? <laughs> but, so, but I mean, how, how, you know why? I was the only one down Florida right at the time, and, you know what I mean, I worked with a bunch of people. I mean, we were trying to get an act together with um, a Rodney Dangerfield lookalike. Yeah. Me and Sam Tennyson and then Andrew Dice Clay. I remember we were, seeing a poster for that. Yeah, there was an Andrew Dice Clay impersonator and you. It was going to be a Vegas act, right? It was going to be a Vegas act. We had it all ready to go. And here, my manager was mad over 1% and canceled the whole deal. Over 1%? 1%. Wow. Yes, he wanted 51. He wanted to give uh, Andrew Dice Clay's manager 49. But they both came up with the concept. But um, that, that, that trashed the whole main... We had weeks and weeks of practice. I used to drive from Tampa to Fort Lauderdale every day. Yeah. And we used to use the comedy club down there. I forget the name of the comedy club now, but anyway, we used to use the comedy club down there. A guy let us use the club, and we practiced and practiced. And at the end of the gig, we did Who's On First, Sam Kinson and Andrew Dice Clay style. Oh, that's funny shit. Wow. <laughs> I would like to see oh, that. Wow. I've got some tapes, and I have to find all the tapes, but, man, it was great. And I tell you, I was excited. I think that's a yeah. business part of it, because if he got 51%, that would have given him controlling interest or something. If I ever went to court or something, hey, I have 51%, I was in you know, control, so. Exactly. That's the business part of it right there. Right, because all the time I had invested in this thing, and my last, the manager before him, he wouldn't let me even take a piss when I fucking follow me to the bathroom, make sure nobody talks to me. Right. I said, dude, I'm a fucking impersonator. What the fuck? <laughs> you know? <laughs> You don't have to follow me around. So how long? You did it over 20 years, right? Yes, over 1998 it all started. All right, so I mean, if you had to pick your your favorite moment of the 20 years, what would it be? Uh, meet Bill Kinison and, and his, his, uh, cousin, his cousin Susan. Right. Those were my best times. And, I, dude, I, I'm going to be honest with you, every time was a great time for me. Everything I've done, yeah. I don't regret I, I loved it, the TV shows, I loved the radio shows, I mean, everything I was involved in, it was, uh, it was great. Is, is there anything, really a... go, ahead. go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. My, I think the best, best, best thing is me doing that Fox News interview. Right. That brought me, that pushed me over the top. That gave you the publicity for everybody to find out, check you out, and what's going on, right? Crazy how my phone went off, and our phone, my wife's, and... The people saw us on TV down in Florida. I was like, holy shit. Those are the best times, yeah. I mean, is there anything you wish you would have done that you hadn't done? No. Yeah, you pretty everything much... Done, everything, yeah, it's like... Everything you wanted to do, you accomplished, yeah? Yep, I, I, I had fun doing everything. I mean, it was there wasn't a time... Like I said, every, every time was scary for me, but... But Carl above always told me... If the day you're not nervous about going on stage is the day you don't do it no more because yeah. everyone's nervous. I've heard that before myself, yeah. yeah. So that that helped me a little bit. But um, 
you know, I've asked Bill Kennison a couple times, you know, there's people that we went out to dinner and they'd be like, why don't you, uh, you know, manage this kid? He looks so much like your brother, he's good. And then Bill says, you know, that's a time that he had before. You know, and I understood that. You know, yeah, I mean, at his age, like, it'd be tough to do, yeah, so, I mean. Yeah, so he already lived that life. And just being Bill's friend, I don't try to impress Bill. I don't. I call Bill all the time. We talk to each other. We've been calling each other at least once a week now. And, and it's like, he's my friend. I mean, right, he's right, right. like family now, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when his, when his brother Rich died, we talked for a while on the phone. And I mean, pretty much, I mean, when I was to, when I went to his house in California, uh, I was outside washing my van. I had a screaming Sam van with flames and screaming Sam, like badass van. This right. one girl goes, you Bill's brother. Yeah. <laughs> we are brothers now. Like me and Nate, we're brothers now. That's how it is. You end up brothers and you don't even know it. Yeah, but. Uh... Yeah. I used to tell Bill, I imitate, I imitate Bill better than uh, Sam. Because Bill got that, hey, this is Bill Kennison, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're just great people. They're great people. I love the Kennisons. They are. They're really just down to earth and very, very accepting and friendly. I mean, Nate, Nate brings me to the guy's house. He never met me. He's like, is it okay if Dennis sleeps over? Like, yeah, sure. You know, invite me in his home. Don't even know me. Yeah, if Nate says you're okay, come on in. You can sleep over. It was cool. Exactly. But, um, now you never filled arenas like Sam. I mean, you had a business to run. So, I mean, how did you find the time between, you mentioned you were doing it in a U-Haul. What was it like dividing the time between your business and being Screaming Sam? Well, my time, I would do everything. I mean, when I lived in Pittsburgh, I had a tow truck business. I had 10 businesses. Yeah. So between 10 businesses, I tried to hit the stage a little bit, like, and stuff like that. When I, what made me move to Florida was meeting the, my manager, one manager, and he was at a pizza shop helping his buddy out, and he lived in Fort Lauderdale, or Fort Myers, I'm sorry. And when he saw me, he freaked out, and he said, dude, now let me manage you. You got to move to Florida. My wife always wanted to move to Florida, so I gave up my dream in Pittsburgh to chase this one. Right. And I'll be honest with you, I mean, I lost a lot of money doing it. I, I, I've done shit for free. I, there's, I couldn't charge people to do stuff sometimes, and I would do gigs in Pittsburgh, wouldn't charge a person. And do you regret it? Would you do it again heart. if you had to? What's that? Would you do it again if you had to? Do you regret doing it? Or? Yeah, I would do it again, but I mean, I, I'd probably be a little slipper than what I usually is, you know, yeah. usually am, but... Tough to leave I'm a lot like, of money like on the it, table, yeah. Like, when I come to Florida to meet you guys, it'll be Sam Kennison. I'll try, you know what I mean? I, I want to impress you guys. You right, know right, I mean? right. Huh. So. I mean, it must have been uh, tough being out the hours of the night, then you get to get up and go do a regular job in the morning, you know? It's like, tough yeah. being Sam, then getting up in the morning. It's funny, down in Florida, one time a lady dropped off a U-Haul, and she goes, I used to come watch your shows all the time when you were in New York, and I'm thinking, I've been in New York once, and I did the Comedy Cellar, you know, I did this, and I says, well, I'm, who do you think I am? She goes, you're Sam Kennison. I went, no, I'm not Sam Kennison. She goes, I was wondering why you're doing U-Hauls now. <laughs> I'm running a U-Haul place, I'm Sam Kennison. I made millions, now I'm into U-Hauls, yeah. That's, she thought I was him. That's funny shit, though, just the people that don't even know he's dead. It's like, what the hell? Are you, are you, you're such a fan, you don't know the guy passed away, what the hell? Yeah, and it's constantly, it ain't like... It's not like just one or two. It's just ask Bill. You ever interview Bill again? Ask him how many, how many times people came up to us in Sturgis and thought I was Sam. Yeah, well, especially if you're hanging out with Bill. I mean, they're thinking if you're with Bill, you definitely him. Yeah. Yeah, and I'd, I'd be like, yeah, it's my brother Bill right here. You know, hmm. little short guy next to me. 
Uh, <laughs> well, what's something you'd like to do in the future, man? I mean, what would be your dream, you know, with it? If you could do anything you wanted with being Screaming Sam, what would you like to do? Uh, man, I would love to be on TV, uh, do like an HBO special or something. Yeah. I would have to really, like, get into it again and really want to do... I really, I've been thinking about doing my own comedy because I did write my own comedy and mixing it with Sam sometimes because people wouldn't hear, like, about the, whenever Obama was in and Clinton and... Yeah, yeah. I'd, write, yeah, I'd start off my gigs of, you know, about the Marlboro cigarettes and then I do a little bit of mine and a little bit, and people love that because it freshened it up a little bit. Like, I mean, you can you can take his jokes now. That's how talented Sam was. You can do his jokes now, and it's like you did it today. Yeah, like it was stand the today. test of time, right? Yeah. Right. And there's so much younger people out there right now that never even knew Sam Kinson. I would love to touch them and show them what kind of comedy they missed out on. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. There's some kids just discovering Sam now. Yeah. But, I mean, YouTube's like that. The guy will live forever, you know? And you watch yeah. one, you're looking for another. You just want more of the guy. Yeah, the kids look at me and they go, man, you look familiar. You're like, I know I've seen you somewhere. And I'll be like, and, uh, you know Sam Kent? No, I don't know Roy Sam Kent. I say he's a comedian. Scream. Oh, yeah. My dad knows, My dad loves him. And I've seen him. You know what I mean? Whatever. Yeah. But, I, yeah, even today, people think because I have the long hair and this and that, that you're either a wrestler or a comedian or, you know, meatloaf. I mean, I used to get called meatloaf a lot. Yeah. Yep, and uh, I heard that you said, uh, they used to call Sam meatloaf too, Bill said. Yeah, be like Saturday Night Live or something like that, or I don't know, like some some good comedy yeah, special. Well, like I you said, the little thing in Florida blew you up. I mean, if you, if you ever got onto a national thing. The Howard Stern Show. That's what you should have tried to get on, because Howard might have had you on. I did try to get on the Howard Stern Show. Then, yeah, that would have blew you up. wide open. Yeah. How did that work out? That's when I drank, and I was drunk. We ended up falling asleep in the van. We, we didn't have no uh, reservation. So here, when I, we, we woke up, like, oh, it's like 6 o'clock. We were running through time trying to get to the Howard Stern. We saw um, the limo driver. Ronnie the limo driver, yeah. Yeah, he brought me up on stage, he brought me up the elevator, put me in the weight room. I fell asleep in the weight room. They come out with the cameras, I was oh. dead. I didn't, I, I couldn't say a word. Oh, shit. Blown opportunity I, I right the, there, I, huh? I blew the biggest chance of my life. Yeah. So here they left, and I'm still, they come out, and I was like all pumped up. Yeah. I start yelling at the camera and that's says, Why didn't you do that before we were out here? Well, now you're really like Sam. You know how many freaking shows Sam missed because he was boozing and drunk and so you're actually yeah. like Sam, yeah. <laughs> like when he missed the Joan Rivers show, right? <laughs> he was laying on a bed. Oh, that's funny. growing up I always wanted to be a preacher growing up. Always. I mean I love really? reading the Bible. I love I love that so I'm a minister. I um and it's like so much stuff that we did. I, I One day I was talking to Bill. I says, who was Sam's first car? He said, Falcon. I says, that was my first car I ever owned, was a Falcon. It's like, it's weird. Higher powers at work. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I grew up Catholic. My parents took me to a church, and it was like a quiet thing. Then I dated a girl, and she brought me to a Pentecostal church, and that guy was getting you riled up. Hey, Obama! I'm like, this guy's putting on a show. This is like a comedy show in church almost, like riling you up, getting you into God. Yeah, people out there, you want to listen to a good, I mean, Bill does a, 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 the Kinnison, a gospel according to Kinnison on Facebook. Yeah, it's he excellent. Every Sunday, every Sunday uh, around 1 o'clock, and I'm telling you what, 
it's the best. I mean, it is. He's, he'll, he he'll gives some great advice. Truth. Yeah, he tells you the truth. Yeah. He tells you the Kinnison style about Jesus, not, that's, you know. I'd strongly other. suggest the listeners tune it in. Yeah, you want just a down-to-earth guy that'll really make you think about your own life, you know. Just the advice he gives, you know, you're going you're to relate it to your own life. That's my church. That's my church is listening to Bill on Sunday. There you go. Yeah, nothing better than, than the guy. All right, we got about uh. Well, I try to keep under an hour. We got about fifteen minutes. You want to take some questions from the fans here for you? That's fine. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, Riley Snips Nipsel. I don't know how to say this guy's last name, but he writes in. Um, now we mentioned earlier. You know, we we joked about gay people back in the eighties. It didn't mean we didn't like gay people. We joke about anything. It was just a joke. But how do you feel about the LGBTQ community yourself? Well, when you have someone close in you, at first I used to really, like, do jokes about it. You know, I mean, we did jokes on my show and stuff, but when you got someone close to your heart that's gay and, you know, and you love that person, and right. it changes your whole outlook on things. I mean, some people really go out of control with these, with, uh, with the LGB, whatever. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I'm not... I don't know how to put it, but it's it's a lot different now than it was back in the day for me. Right. Well, even back in the day, it was just a joke. It didn't mean we hated anybody. It was just worth you know. And I still do gay jokes. I mean, I still do gay jokes yeah, in front of the person I love. I mean, I don't love him in a gay way, but, you know. He's, right, they're just jokes. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's gay, and I love him. He's the best thing ever happened in my life, you know what I mean? I just, at first it was hard for me, but you learn to live with it. Right. You, love, you love him just as much as you ever did. Right. Because me and you, we're both big guys, so if we make a joke about a fat joke, it don't mean we're bashing fat people. It's just a joke, man. That's all it is, you know? I mean... I'll be honest with you, he tells me gay jokes. I mean, it's fucking... Yeah, they got a better sense of humor than we do, I know. It's like, yeah, absolutely. He don't act like a fruitcake. He ain't like, uh, you know, wears dresses and high heel shoes. That I don't really care for. All right. So another fan writes in, what is your favorite Sam Kennison joke? What's the favorite routine he ever did? What's your favorite? My favorite is the Jesus jokes about the Jesus joke about leaving home with twelve friends, come back like he's all party hot. <laughs> That's my favorite joke in the world. I mean, I tell that one all the time. Like if I'm in a coffee shop and they get into it, they get me pumped up. That's usually the one I go after. His wife would never buy the story, right? She, you left with twelve yeah, guys for the weekend, comes back. <laughs> Honey, I was dead. <laughs> sure. But your twelve friends won't get a job. I boss on my ass, they're losers. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Uh, when you're impersonating Sam, what joke gets you the most laughs? <laughs> uh, the one laying on the floor, the homosexual necrophiliac. That gets the that biggest crack. response, yeah. <laughs> now, do you do the one that where where you know how to help the people over in Africa? It's sand, you motherfucker. Get out of the desert. Do you do that one? It's funny. I'm writing a bit right now. It's a Sam bit like that, but I'm using the stuff. Because I think well, that's his most recognized. That was. Yeah, that yeah, was the I, one. I moved to Ohio a year ago. Ohio? Yeah, I live in Ohio now. Oh, you're not in Florida anymore. No, but like I said, if you do something in Florida, I'll be there in a minute. But yeah, and I and I live right on a snow belt, so I moved from the sand to the fucking snow. Oh, I didn't realize you moved. I thought you were still down there. No shit. Yeah, so we we were uh, we were. We were like writing this little joke at a coffee shop about the snow. Hey, this, see this shit? This is snow. Yeah. You know, you can move back where the fuck is that? So I can move to fucking Florida, right? There you yeah. go. That's great uh, stuff, but. 
But I think that was his most recognizable routine that he, you know, everybody, that's the one that broke him, so everybody remembers him for that one, you know? Yeah, there's a, there's a few of them, like that one, there's um, the Smartville cigarettes, there's um, Jesus, all the Jesus jokes, yeah. and, you know, sitting in wild thing, I did that, that stuff was always in my bits, you know what I mean? Right, right, yeah. I've always put them in, but I change it around a little bit, you know what I mean, try to make it like... Mix it up, keep it fresh, sure. Yeah. All right. Now, I'm not starting rumors. I don't know if this is true or not, but somebody roped in. Uh, why were the cops raiding your podcast station at one time? Is that true, or what happened? That's a true story. All right, let's hear the story. What happened? Who asked about that? <laughs> I think that was Nate, actually, who asked that question. It was my buddy Nate from Alaska. Well, what? Why were they raiding your podcast station? Okay, uh, matter of fact, she's a, what the hell is her name? Now? She's a very well porn star right now. She was on my show. And she looked young, and someone had called the local, uh, the cops of Florida, and said we had underage girls stripping. Oh, shit. Well, they come raid the place. They checked everybody's ID. We we did our forms right. I mean, before we do anything, we have our picture and our license. We have forms filled out. We did it legit. Right. So here, the one guy, the one cop, he sat around. He goes, I'm going to stick around for a little bit. I says, well, we not. I said, how far are we allowed to go? He goes, well, you see that baseball bat? Yeah. He goes, I don't care if you shove that up for pussy. I'm sticking around. <laughs> he was digging you then, right? That's good stuff. It was actually scary at first, but we, thank God, I had a guy working for me that was really legit on top of things with paperwork and, you know, 2257s and, you know, the yeah. right stuff. I mean, you know that I forget, Her name's Jasmine, I think. Jasmine Tame. Okay. Yeah, you did it smart anyway, yeah. You could have got yourself in trouble if you weren't careful about it, because you never know, yeah. <laughs> that turned into uh, a funny, funny thing, though. The cops were digging you out of that point. He stuck around. He wanted to see more. That's great. Yeah. He's not care if you shove that baseball bat up her ass. I'm, I'm watching. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> well, what did she think when you came up with that idea? Or anything? Did she say anything? Or? No, we used to do a lot of stuff like that, though. We used to shove cell phones. I mean, spanking cell phones. And yeah, I remember. Yeah, flip was... phones. Remember one, you had some clothespins on a girl's nipples or something, or with some wires. Yeah. What the fuck is he doing over there? It was entertaining. We did everything and anything we could do on our show to attract people, and it worked. Yeah, but yeah. I actually got out of it because I actually got out of it because we got this one girl. She looked like she was fourteen, but she was twenty-four, and someone had seen that on my website, and they fucking slammed me. No, oh, gee. And I told I told my crew, I says, you know what? I got to get back and do the comedy stuff instead of the porn stuff. So we changed. I had we had a porn site, xxxscreamandsam.com. Yeah, I remember. Now, yeah, now they're called TNA Films. Oh, uh, okay. But I used to own that company. So, so you were getting a lot of shit over what was going on from me. Yeah, well, from the one girl, and she was a nice girl, and I guess, but she did look young. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I see. So that, not, that, yeah, a lot of conflict with that. You never know what people are thinking. All right. Nate actually wants to know, uh, and that's my brother asked you, do you remember having a woman call Nate's wife Dana on a live show? Because uh, when you called her up, I guess she thought the woman was someone trying to come over and fuck Nate while he, she was at the grocery store. Do you remember that happening? <laughs> I can't. You know what? We did so many shows. I can't remember so much that wild one. shit. It's too much to remember. Well, I don't know, man. I don't know. It could have happened. It could have happened on my show. Um... All right, well, we're approaching an hour. I want to thank you so much for being on Screaming Sam. Um, 
let's leave it off on this note. I mean, uh, you impersonating the guy, you love the guy, you know the family. I mean, it's, it's all family for you. What would you want other people to know about Sam Kennison? He was a good guy. I mean, a lot of, you hear a lot of bad stories, good stories, but he was a good person from everybody I've met, a good-hearted guy, and I wish I could have had the chance to meet him. I wish I could have been with him, you know what I mean? Yeah, you and me both, brother. You and me both, absolutely. Next, next, next best thing to me was his brother, Bill, and I can't ask for better. I cannot ask for better than what I am right now, what I'm doing now. Right. And like I said, I mean, I just love Bill Kennison. I love his family. They're my family. Well, we're all family now. We're going to meet someday, and we'll be family too, brother. That's right, Dennis. We're going to, go, we're going to tear fucking Florida up. They're going to wish I never came back. <laughs> we'll make it happen, brother. All right, stay safe. I hope to see you soon, and uh, long live Sam's name. Yeah, remember to check my website, ScreamingSam.com or Screaming Sam on Facebook. Check it out to the listeners. We'll catch up with you soon. Thanks for calling in. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. Screaming Sam right there, the ultimate number one uh, tribute show to the late great legend Sam Kennison himself, and uh, he looks like the guy, he sounds like the guy, uh, he, he's got it down pat, you can tell, I mean, just, you know, if, if you can't see Sam Kennison, the next best thing is go and see this guy, because he's reliving the show, and, uh, you know, there's some debate, you know, do tribute shows work, do they don't work, there's been debate, should people do them, should they not do them, how many tribute bands do you got for musicians, man? You know, the, the fans, they'll tell you if it's working or not. I think that's what the old Eddie Murphy, you know, Richard Pryor gave Eddie Murphy. Do you get paid to do what you do? Yes. Do they laugh when you do what you do? Yes. Well, if anybody don't like them, tell them go fuck themselves. Screamin' Sam. Check them out. www.screaminsam.com. And long live the name of Sam Kennison. And he's keeping his memory alive. And uh, so am I here on the podcast. See him behind me right here. Let's keep his memory alive because the guy changed comedy. And he needs to be remembered for that. This is... Funny Like a Clown podcast. I'm your host, Dennis Worth, and uh, I'll leave you off on the same note. Long live Sam. Ow! 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 Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.